Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 537 on KDKA as we are just cruising through this Wednesday afternoon. Temperatures still in the upper 70s around much of western Pennsylvania as we are joined now by a sergeant, Sergeant David Duffy, joining us right now. And the word has just come down here in the last uh, week or 10 days that the Carnegie Hero Fund is recognizing David Duffy for something that he did on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. And we are delighted to have him joining us here on KDK. Sergeant Duffy, how are you? I'm good. about yourself? I am very well, thank you. I want you to take me back to October a year ago as you were driving along the Pennsylvania Turnpike not far from Irwin. Take us through what happened that day and and sort of what you were thinking as it unfolded in front of you. So I I had been, uh, I was driving down the Turnpike. Uh, I just got released from drill. I was heading back up here to Slippery Rock to go home. And I had been driving behind this semi truck, and then out of nowhere, I just see it. Uh, it starts like veering off to the shoulder of the road, and the uh, next thing I knew, it was as it was going under the underpass. The whole the whole semi just crashed right in front of me. How far so were you I, away from it? I'd probably I'd say like four or five car lengths behind it, really something like cl- that. Relatively close. I mean, it was certainly, I mean, there was there was no way of getting around what you were seeing, right? It wasn't just a matter of, of making a phone call and, and calling 911. You were literally almost caught up in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, as soon as I saw it, the, the crash happened, I I knew, uh, like, like wow, like, we're on the turnpike. We're going to at least 70. Yeah, right. So I, I, had, I wanted to go make sure the driver was okay. So I, I pulled off uh, to the shoulder of the road myself, and I, I ran up to the truck. And as soon as I get there, there's a uh, on the I ran up like heading towards the driver's side, mm-hmm. uh, but I could see underneath the trailer there was already like a line of uh, like fuel and fire going, and I already knew this it, it wasn't good. I had to find him as soon as possible. I remember uh, calling out for the driver just trying to find him. Um, I, I basically went out in the middle of the turnpike, just trying to wave down cars for, to get someone to call 911. Right. Uh, and then the the cab itself had actually, when I first, I'd even recognize the cab at first because it had been thrown off, uh, flipped around like 180 degrees. So the front of it was uh, facing the trailer and it mm. had fallen back a bit. So mm. the front was like facing up towards the sky as well. So as, as soon as I, uh, 
I, after he finally responded to me, I, I ran over, and the closest thing to me now was the, the passenger side window, uh, because that's it was where the driver's side should have been since it was flipped around. Yeah, right, and right. I remember uh, him saying to me that, like, his seatbelt was stuck, he couldn't get it undone, and I'd already seen all that, that fuel on fire going, so I knew I had to get him out as fast as possible. So I, I remember at one point I tried yanking on the passenger side door and it wouldn't it wouldn't open um so i ran around to the driver's side the opposite side where he was at now just to try and help him with a seatbelt on that side um there was a there was a whole bunch of fuel leaking and there was a at least a two-foot fire going within like two or three feet from his driver's side door so i wasn't actually able to get to him that way so i i ran back around to the passenger side window where i was at and uh Thank God, by the time I had gotten there, he had managed to get his seatbelt undone. And he kind of just kind of, I remember just seeing him kind of like fall down a little bit, like the seatbelt was kind of holding him up and it kind of dropped him a little bit. So as soon as I saw that, I just, it was as weird as it sounds, it was almost like without even thinking, I just, next thing I know, I'm, I'm in the cab and I'm, I'm grabbing him and I'm just pulling him. You went through the window. You couldn't get the door open still at this point, right? So you had to go in through the broken window. Yeah, I, I jumped through the uh, broken passenger side window, and I had about the top half of my body inside of the cab, uh, trying to just to be able to reach him. And I, this this whole time, I'm just thinking in my head, I'm just like, this this thing is gonna erupt into flames any second. Was it a tanker, <laughs> or was it just a a box that was being pulled behind the semi? It was a, it was a, it was like a box being. Uh, it was like carrying mail. Okay, okay. So it wasn't a tanker, but it doesn't change the fact that the flames were getting bigger and bigger, and you knew that you had leaking fuel there as well that was part of the problem. How hard was it to get him out of that cab? Because I would imagine he'd been thrown around pretty good in the force of the crash, right? Yeah, he well, he was surprisingly still in his driver's seat, um, but the, the, whole, the whole cab was – it was a uh, – it, it, like I said, it had been thrown off. Um, to be honest with you, I just remember the the inside of the cab just being like black and dark. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my whole my whole goal and focus was strictly just to get this man as far away from the truck as physically possible because he wasn't actually able to move. Um, so I had to drag him um, dead weight out of the cab, and I just remember grabbing him and I was just jerking and like just pulling it with everything I had in me right. until uh, I was. I had him like fully out of the cab, and as I was pulling, I remember one point that that small fire I'd seen by the uh, driver's side door. When I looked back through his driver's side window, all that I could see was flames. That was it was covered. It was engulfing like the outside of the entire driver's side window, and I I think I had him about I had like the top half of his body out by the time others finally got there to like help me pull him out. And oh, there was this uh, it was an older gentleman, and he came over and. He was like helping me like pull and like he was like supporting his weight as I was yanking him to get the rest of the way out, and uh, we we finally got him all the way out and we start pulling him away and then I'd say about four or five seconds after it happened the first fuel tank on that semi truck it, it exploded and it actually knocked me and that older gentleman to the ground. Uh, I I I was full of so much adrenaline at that point. I, I in my mind I was just get this man as far away as possible, no matter what. So I never let go of his arm. I got right back up. I just started dragging him by myself for a little, for like a second or two. And then finally, uh, 
a lot more people came and we dragged them off to the side of the road. And I snapped into, <laughs> I call it like my, uh, like Sergeant mode. I just, I just took control of the situation. I, yeah. I immediately started telling people what to do. I, I told the one older gentleman who would first gotten there, uh, I was telling him, like, grab an arm. I two, told two other guys, like, each each of you get a leg. We're going to carry him farther away. So we carried him about 15, 20 meters away from the truck. I, we had him sat down. I started assessing him for any sort of life-threatening injuries, anything like that, anything that uh, needed to be immediately, uh, like, fixed or worked on just sure. to make sure he was okay. Sure. Um, I remember telling one woman to call the police. I told her exactly where we were at in the turnpike. Uh, what mile mark we were at, what direction, like we were heading west. And finally, I'd say about a minute or two after uh, we had gotten him off to the side and I was, I was sitting there just checking on him, make sure he's okay. The second fuel tank um, exploded as well. Uh, the first fuel tank engulfed like the driver's side half. Mm-hmm. And the the second, other tank was on the other side? Yeah, there was right. a, yeah, the, the tank that was, uh, I don't know how to describe it because the it's because the truck had been flipped around. So the, yeah, the right the the tank that was normally underneath the passenger side, but it was closer to the driver's side because it had been flipped. That mm. was the first one to explode, and then um, the second one now that's was closer to the passenger side because it had been flipped around. Right. That one exploded and actually engulfed the entire rest of the cab. So now you find out that based on what you did in saving Mr. Moore, 56 years old, getting him out there, you suffered a back injury yourself, but you did manage to get him out here. Now you find out from the Carnegie Hero Fund Commission that you are one of 16 civilians who will be receiving the Carnegie Medal, which is the highest honor in our nation for civilian heroism. Did you even know what a Carnegie medal was? I mean, obviously, being in the military, there are all kinds of medals and accommodations and things like that. But did you know what this was for civilians? Um, not until I, I was told I was nominated for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the investigation process that goes into awarding the medal, is it's very lengthy. Um, I'd, I'd say about a month after the incident happened, I received a, uh, I received a letter in the mail um, saying that I had been nominated. And then uh, from November through, uh, you know, just about a week and a half ago right. was the whole investigation process. And then uh, the commission met on, I believe it was the 19th, and I got a call on the morning of the 20th uh, informing me that, that I had been awarded it. How much did your military training and background, you mentioned how you sort of started barking out orders and letting people know what to do, but I mean, had you been trained as a medic? Had you been trained in how to deal with trauma other than just sort of field awareness type of things? Um, I've gone through, uh, it is a course in the military. It's called Combat Lifesaver. It's 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 just like your basic battlefield uh, right. first aid, right. stuff like that. Um, I've I've never had any sort of like fire rescue training, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. I've gone through uh, leadership schools as well through the military. Um, so I, 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 I am thankful to God that I, I did have that training and thankful to God that he was able to help me get that man out of there and that right. we're both okay. And right. uh, it, I will say that the training did, it did help me a lot in that, in that moment. Cause I, I knew like, I just took control of the situation. I knew to like, I was like remaining calm. I was telling people exactly what to do as clear as I could. I was telling them where we're at, like best way to get the EMT and the police here to assist and everything like that. How far along are you in your studies at SRU now at Slippery Rock? I'm, uh, I'm in my master's program currently. Good for you. 
Good for you. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, and on this honor as well, because I'm sure that if it weren't be for us reaching out to you, you were probably not reaching out to a whole bunch of other people telling them about it. That's just not, I don't think, who you are. But Sergeant David Duffy is a Slippery Rock master student and a member of our military who is being awarded the Carnegie Medal. Again, North America's highest honor for civilian heroism. Congratulations. Thank you for being at the right place at the right time and, and being willing to do whatever it took to help another human being. Thank you so, so much, David. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, really wonderful stuff. Need to check on traffic. What a story. What an unbelievable story. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 